In today's episode, Jory Mack talks about how he almost died from COVID and the number one lesson that he learned once he started recovering on the other side. And I'll tell you, it's probably not what you think. Oh, by the way, you really want to pay attention to what he has to say about something that is important versus something that's urgent. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the Do Zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Normal people will only give you normal results. Louis Simmons. DZ Tribe Josh Thomas. If you haven't already, check out thedozone.com for productivity tips, accountability, and, you know, just a really big group of amazing people looking to get more stuff done. Once again, that's thedozone.com. Today's guest, you're in for a special treat, Jory Mack. Jory can speak Braille, tie his shoes with his feet, he can <laughs> clap with one hand, and he can touch the paintings in the museums. And on top of that, he's a hell of a business guy, and he knows how to get things done. Jory, say what's up to the DZ tribe, and tell us one thing that you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. What's up, DC Tribe? So, yeah, so um, let's see. Well, there's actually a lot, in my personal opinion, but um, one thing that I would say that's uh, that's very important that most people don't do, it's not something that's necessarily that, that you wouldn't think of necessarily, but it's something that I, most people don't do, is, is when you have something that is... Uh, that you run into in a day-to-day, you know, time when you were, somebody says, Hey, you need to get this done or Hey, Hey, can you check this out or whatever it is, um, is just to write it down before you even start to do it. Um, and one of the reasons why is because there's so many distractions in a day-to-day life. Um, I feel like we tend to, um, we tend to actually struggle with, um, with, actually being on task and focused on, on what we were doing. And then what happens is we actually lose out on, um, on, on what we're doing at that moment. Right. So like, let's say somebody says this and, and all of a sudden I, you know, I get some urgent thing that comes up. Um, and I, uh, and so I get distracted and I'm, I go on to this next thing. Now what happens is I've, I've lost track of that other thing that I was doing. And because I didn't write it down, that may possibly never get done. Um, and that's something that for me, that's been really helpful is to just write it down before even doing it. Because then at that, that, at that point, you can actually go back to it later. And I have this task list. I've got a lot of different stuff that I've got going on. I've got a task list. I've got a, a Trello board. I've got a calendar. Um, I take all those things and I, I structure everything um, to be uh, to where it makes it uh, easier for me to manage, um, a lot of different things at the same time. Right. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the big challenge with entrepreneurs is we always have ideas. We're always looking for inspiration. 
we're always listening to that one guy talk. Oh man, he said something really good. I got to put that in place. Or we read this book. Oh, I got to try that. Or we see somebody else. Oh man, I saw this Facebook ad the other day and I really got to check out that technology or that software or whatever. And if we don't write it down, it's just a fleeting thought. And if we allow ourselves to be sucked into that moment, well then shit, we don't get anything done. Yeah. (laughs) And and so, so sometimes it's, it's as simple as like one of the things just to prove your point uh, on my phone, uh, I have several notes. I'm using an iPhone. So I open up the notes app and if I see something cool on social media, I'm just going to make a note, go back and check this out, take a screenshot, go back and check this out, check this out. And if I have an idea of something that I want to do with my business, I have a separate note. Oh, Hey, we should, we should test out this, whatever. Now I may not ever get to all of those, but at least I have them and I can remember. Yeah. The other thing is also focusing on the big things um, because a lot of times the big things actually take care of the little things. Um, So one thing that like, for example, Right. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed that if you focus on the stuff that's important versus the stuff that's, um, that's urgent, you actually get more done. Um, because if you, if, for example, like, let's say you have the phone ringing, right. The phone's constantly ringing. So you got, you got to answer the phone, answer the phone, answer the phone. Sometimes it's a scam call. Sometimes it's a, you know, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that's not important, right. A lot of stuff that's no big deal. So if that phone's constantly ringing, um, and then you're constantly getting sucked into stuff that might not be important when you could really hire somebody to take care of the, the phones. Right. And so now you've, you've taken the time to stop, hire somebody, let's get those phones taken care of. And now what I've done is I've now opened up myself to a whole new realm of stuff I can do because I took care of that urgent, that, or that important thing first, instead of dealing with all the urgent instead stuff. Of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I have an entire, I have an entire solo episode dedicated to not answering your phone (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for that very reason, but you put it very eloquently focus on what's important, not just what's urgent. And correct. And I think if you adopt that philosophy, it starts to make sense. And, and, and tell me as, as a guy that runs multiple businesses, I mean, you gave me, you gave me your little bio there about clapping with one hand or whatever. (laughs) I think you're, I think I think you missed the point of the assignment, Jory. <laughs> but uh, but but guys, for those of you who do not know Jory, Jory is a very successful guy who's running multiple successful businesses, and uh, it's just kind of along this thread, this this vein that you opened up about focusing on what's important and not what's urgent. What are some of your methods and strategies? First of all, let's back up. What is it that you do and what are some of the different things that you do? And then fill us in with how do you handle and manage all of these different things? Ah, great. Okay. So, um, I, well, I started with kiosks and I kind of told you about that kiosks in the malls. Um, and then it started Then it went into a phone repair shop. Um, and then we went into, um, I have a couple other businesses, but the main thing was the kiosks. I was putting them in different malls, different places around the U S and all that stuff. Um, and then COVID hit and just boom, hit me, hit me really hard and took out all the malls. And so that I realized that was my Achilles heel. And so what I did was I started a, um, I started a solar company, um, out of that. Um, and then, uh, 
And then basically what, when I was started the solar company, then all, you know, I basically, I did that to bring all my employees um, over to be able to work because they, they, uh, they relied on me for, you know, for money, for, you know, for rent and for, for, you know, everything, right. Food, all that stuff. So I wanted them to have an ability to, um, to survive and to have a house to be in and all that stuff. So I didn't want them to go homeless. And so I was paying their bills for a while and then realized, Hey, we got to get this thing. You know, we got to get something going here soon. Um, so what I did was I, I started the solar company and then uh, the malls opened back up. So they went back right now. I will tell you, it started out a little bit overwhelming. Um, but one thing that I've realized, actually, you know what? I will tell you one of the biggest keys to success with time management is remaining calm and not reacting to the things that happen because so many people spend so much time worrying instead of actually doing. And, and I've realized that that is one of, in my personal opinion, if you can remain calm, you can always get that next step done. You can always get whatever you need done, but people get so worried and then they stop what they're doing and just sit there and worry. Right. And that's just what they do. They'll just sit there and worry and they get nothing done. Right. I got to block out. I'm sorry. I can't get anything done. I, I got to block out the next two hours to just stress out about it. Yeah. That's it. But <laughs> they don't intentionally think that. Right. So they're not sitting there like, you know what? Hold on one sec. Let me just, yes. I need to worry one second. Yeah. So like, can you just like yeah. chill off for a second? I need to yeah, worry. Can we just, can we push this meeting back to like seven? Because I really got to get, I really <laughs> got to get, get my stressed. worrying in. You know I, I mean? really got to like, get stressed here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happens. People don't realize it. They just, instead of blocking it out, they just spend the time worrying. They spend two hours worrying about whatever's next and whatever's, you know, look at the anxiety rate throughout the U S right now. It's insane, right? There's so much worrying, right. Instead of just going and putting a plan in and doing right. And so uh, with this, basically what happened was, you know, everybody went back to the malls. So I had a solar company with very few employees, only a couple employees. Right. So I had to get back into that. That being said, I had to create structure and not just structure, but also people that I could rely on in certain areas. Um, and that's really important for me is like, you think about it from this perspective, if I can, if I can take, if I can duplicate myself, now I have two things getting done at the exact same time at the exact same uh, capacity, right? Or let's say it's even 80% of myself, right? So I'm still getting, you know, a buck 80%, right? Yep. you know, ab above what I was at before. So hiring and delegating, and then also making sure that they understand exactly what they need to be doing is so important and clarifying it is, is it's critical because then at that point, people know what they're supposed to be doing. They get that stuff done and that's happening while simultaneously you're getting something done. So yep. now you have two people doing the same thing, right? So you now you've got, then you got four and then six and then eight and then 10. And I've got about 50 people. So the thing is, is that, I don't have to do the little things anymore. Now I can just focus on the big things that help others grow. You know, there was, uh, I was at a, uh, a, a business mastermind, the eight figure boardroom with Cole Gordon recently. And uh, there was a, a gentleman who was speaking. His name is Ravi Abuvala, and he runs a company called scaling with systems. And, and one of the main points that he was making in his presentation was Go ahead and give yourself a value for your time. The first thing that you need to do is you need to give yourself an hourly rate. 
And anything that you are doing that does not meet that hourly rate needs to get off your plate ASAP. That's right. And, and it's your, you with, without knowing it, you were just, you were just touching on that point over and over and over again to where, to where it's like, okay, I've got to take care of this. I've got people depending on me. I can't be sitting here worrying, which pays exactly $0 now. <laughs> exactly. It's true. That's yeah. exactly it. It pays exactly $0 administrative stuff that pays like 10 to $15 an hour, because that's not going to be enough to cover the house payment for my employees. I need to elevate the value of my time by delegating out everything that I can so that I can provide the value that all of these people are counting on. Yep. And how do I, how do I grow the business if I'm doing the little stuff? You know what I mean? The thing is, is I'm counting on them to do a certain job. They're counting on me to grow the business so that they can get a, you know, a raise or a bump, or they can get, you know, they can grow or whatever it is. That's, that's my job. My job is to take care of the big stuff so that they, but they have to do their job correctly and well in order for me to do my job. Right. So the thing is, is that it's all about accountability to everybody. And if I'm doing the little stuff, then it actually stops me from doing the things that I need to do to get them to where they want to be. So it's, it's all a team. It's a team effort. You got to work together. And if, if you don't have the person doing what they should be doing, then the rest of it collapses as well. So, so we're, uh, there's a lot of people on the planet right now that are really uh, very grateful that you're still here with us. I appreciate that. Yeah. And maybe would you mind kind of diving into, uh, to the point that you're comfortable uh, sure. I mean, you almost died, man. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, if you don't, yeah. it's okay. But no, it's fine. Put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's fine. Absolutely. Now everybody wants to know. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm kind of the guy that I, you know, I didn't care about the masks and I didn't care about that. I didn't get vaccinated. I could kind of care less about that stuff, right? But the thing is, is that what happened was, so I just happened to get hit hard, like really, really hard with this this COVID. Um, and it was like, at the beginning, it was nothing. I was just kind of like, you know, I was just, you know, like a regular, like not even really even a cold. I was like, oh, a little bit of a fever. I'm good. Right. Um, then it was a little bit of a cold. Um, and then it got to be like, where it was kind of like a pretty heavy flu. And I was like, okay. And then about 10, 15 days in, um, it just hit me so incredibly hard. I was, I mean, it was I, to the point where I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom, like without like coming back, like I had ran a marathon. Um, I had a gallbladder attack that was just an absolute, it just hurt so bad for, for, for like, like two days. Then I had a blood clot in my, uh, what is it called in my uh, calf. I ended up, I was coughing blood, like to the point where I was like, I was like a lot of blood, not just like a little tiny, like, you know, like, Oh, is that blood? you know, like it was like a lot, <laughs> definitely blood. It was like the trash can was like, yeah, it was yeah. like, looked like a murder scene. It was, uh, it was brutal. And I was, um, and I, I actually, I, I remember I actually was kind of, I was just sitting there. I mean, I, yeah, I can't tell you how much I prayed during that thing too, but I will tell you at that point, I got, I really got to a point where I was like, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep going through this pain. It was so much pain. I remember I was getting close to that. Like, you know, I'd like, I knew I was going to cough 
And I was just like, I really don't want to cough. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like I know I have to get this stuff out of my lungs, but it hurts so bad. And so it was just this, like this, you know, issue I kept running into. And I, and then I'll tell you, it was, it was brutal. I lost like 30 pounds. You saw me, you know, um, I, I was, I was in t- really, really, really rough shape. I didn't sleep for three days. Um, one of the times I didn't uh, eat for three days, um, except for like one bite of soup, like one, you know, and it was just, it was brutal. I mean, I had, uh, I had, it was, it was the, one of the most physically painful things I've ever gone through. And also, I don't know if I was necessarily f- like fear. I wasn't like scared, but I was, cause I just kind of was like, well, if this is it, it's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, at this point it wasn't, it was more of like, there was just so much pain and to the point where I, I, I actually kind of wanted to give up at one point. Man, it was crazy. I, I, I can't imagine that. I kind of can, but uh, certainly anybody who's been through, uh, you know, horrible physical or emotional pain, but, was there any moment during that time or did it come afterwards that you started thinking about all of the people that were counting on you? Did that happen then? Or were you just like, man, I'm just trying not to cough because I know there was, <laughs> I know there was some moment where you just kind of realized, man, there's a lot of people out there that are, that are going to be worse if I'm not here. Yeah. I would say that it was more of, I would say it was more of a, uh, afterwards. And I wouldn't say it was necessarily like that. It was more like I got so much more grateful for everybody else, if that makes sense. Okay. So, um, and there's definitely, there's definitely a line of distinction between people are going to suffer without me and I'm grateful for all of these people. That's, those are two totally different things. And so yeah. talk to me a little bit about that perspective that you did have. You mean for the, uh, um, just for the, the first perspective, just the gratefulness. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> first of all, when I was, uh, when I didn't sleep for three days, um, Sam, my wife, actually, she didn't sleep either. She was actually staying up with me, uh, during that time, which, uh, I, for three days, like I was, I was hallucinating. I was like, the thought that I thought that everything was like a video game. I like got up to go to the bathroom and it was like, I accomplished this mission. And like, when I got, when I got your, like your power bar is filling back up. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got some <laughs> points, right. I got points for doing that. And then I get back to the couch and I like grab the blanket, but that costed points. Right. Oh, right. So like that was, yeah, well, yeah, like wah, wah, <laughs> right. But like, you know, it's funny to laugh about now, but back then that was like legit in my mind. I thought that there was like a legit thing. And uh, I remember sitting there talking to Sam and I was like, I just, I lost complete, you know, train of thought in certain conversations I'd have with her. And I just didn't even know what I was talking about. And then there was times that like, there was one time I woke up and just stared at her. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, I just didn't understand. Like I was so out of it. I was so screwed, screwed up. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was wild, but I'll tell you, she, I was so grateful for her, but I was just grateful for the fact that like every day you really get to wake up and, and have this life and you, you take it for granted. You really don't realize how much we really take our life for granted. Like the fact that we actually have this ability to get up and the fact that you can actually do this where a lot of people can't, right. You can just, you know, you can move your hand. 
I know that's so like silly, but it's so serious. It's like, if you think about it from this perspective, you break it down to little things that you can be grateful for. The fact that you just took a breath, the fact that you just move your hand, the fact that you can like move your, you know, you can speak, the fact you can hear, you know, you can see, like we're talking right now. That is such a crazy thing, you know, that, and if you really break all those things down to what you can be grateful for, I'll tell you, the other stuff doesn't matter. The little stupid stuff that your, you know, your your wife left the pillows, you know, in the wrong spot. That doesn't matter anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? That stuff doesn't matter. It's like it's it's like like that stuff's stupid. And you stop. You start to realize. And I'll tell you with my story. I don't know if you know a whole lot about it, but the whole thing is for me, like I've been through some of the worst stuff ever, and and then you realize you go everything that you get frustrated about in the day to day life is so dumb. You know what I mean? At the, it really is. It's yeah. so dumb. And to get frustrated about the, the, you know, the fact that, you know, I mean, even, even gas prices, yeah, it sucks. Right. But guess what? You, even if you're homeless in America, you're better off than if you're, if you're in Africa starving and looking for water, right? Like you're, you're better off that way. So like, the thing is, is look at the good you have. Stop looking at the bad. Cause it's very easy to look at the bad. You can be in a, you know, $3 million home going, wow, I go, I hate how I have to, to have three different wireless routers for this area and this area. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can pool, complain pool about that. It's expensive. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. You know, I got to pay for all this, you know, this electricity. Well, just you know? along those lines. Uh, and uh, for, for those of you who are listening, if you want to listen to uh, uh, a past episode, um, it's about death. Uh, and the, the question that I pose in that episode is, where are you in your life if the next breath that you take is your last? Because you really have no idea if it is or not. Uh, That's right. I, I can point to current events, depending on when this episode comes out. There's, there's two things that I've seen recently. Um, some guy was standing uh, at, on the, the platform waiting to get on the subway in New York. And somebody else came in and pushed him onto the tracks. This isn't going to end the way you think it is. They push him onto the tracks and he falls down and he injures himself. And there's a train coming. This is real. This just happened. And so somebody else sees this and they look. And the first thing that they think is they snap into action. Like, oh no, this man is in danger. Nobody's doing anything. I'm going to reach down and try to save him. And that good Samaritan, that person that reached down and tried to save that person, reached down, got hit by a train and died. Wow. They took their last breath thinking about someone else, not thinking for a minute, not thinking for one second, this is going to be my last breath. Just thinking, I got to help that guy because it's going to be his last breath. Right. And the guy that got knocked onto the track survived. That's the difficult part about it. But the one wow. who was reaching down under no circumstances was he thinking, this is going to be my last breath. And then it was right. And I'll give you one more. Um, I, I try to stay out of the news cause it's just all gloom and doom. Um, but there was a, there was a mass shooting in Sacramento recently. Uh, I think at least six people died, 12, something, 12 or more people were injured at this point. And a lot of them were just people that were walking out of the bar because it was closing time. 
and somebody drove by and sprayed a crowd with bullets and people died because of that. Yeah. People that had just finished having a good time. They were out with their friends and they were high fiving, laughing, joking, probably a little drunk. And then they took their last breath and they were dead. Yep. And you never know when that time is coming. And so the point here is you got to get your affairs in order. You have to make sure and appreciate just, just like what Jory was saying, for those of you who are listening to this, everything that you're worried about is dumb. Yeah. Except for that next breath. That's right. You know, Brad Lee actually brought it up. Perfect. I thought it was really great. He said, uh, he says, you know, if you, if you, if I gave you a million dollars right now, you know, what would you, how would you feel like in the moment? Would you just be ecstatic? You know what I mean? Would you just like, nothing can bring you down. You're on top, top of the world, cloud nine, you know, you're so excited, you know? Yeah. Right. You'd be, you get a million dollars, but now here's the thing. Like if I gave you a million dollars, but you couldn't wake up tomorrow, would you take it? Absolutely not. Yeah. Why? Because tomorrow's worth more than, than a million dollars. Right. So why don't we wake up every single day thinking that it's worth that we're our, our life is worth more than a million dollars. You know, people don't look at it that way. They're so upset about the, that the fact that they didn't get, you know, this promotion or this job offer or this, whatever it is, when they don't really realize that the fact that they just woke up is, is worth more than a million dollars. You know what I mean? And that's, that to me, that was so important. It was such a big thing. Um, and I, re- I, I also, I was actually talking to, to Greg Michaelman. He actually, he was on a, um, a flight uh, just recently and uh, you know, one of the, the uh, what is it called? The apex uh, private, you know, plane flights basically. And what he said was, he said, you know, I was, I was in this, you know uh, I was in this room and one of the speakers says that um, that you've, you know, take your, your average death age, right? Like what's your average, you know, age, like, you know, 82 for men, right? Yeah. Right. 82 for men, whatever, or just 78 for men, 82 for women. Right now, multi- now subtract your, your age now multiply it by 365. So you have how, how many days you have now you take that. And then you also take multiply it by 0.67. So you, cause you're sleeping you're eight sleeping. hours a day. Third right. Of the day. Yeah. Third of the day. So the thing is, is that, and then you realize that you only have 10,000, 9,000, 8,000 know, days left of, of life and of waking days to live. When you realize that you start to realize that you're, you're, you know, this, this, uh, what is it called? This, this urgency that you've, you've haven't had needs to, to kick it in gear, right? You need to realize that you, you want to do so much more with your life and stop screwing around and, and, and just wasting it. Cause that's what people do. They sit down, they watch TV, play video games, they do all this stuff. And then they're like, wait, you know, I'm not saying that video games or TV every once in a while is not a bad, not, is like some bad thing either. You know what I mean? Every once in a while you want to strategically rest, strategically rest, but don't waste your whole day doing it. You know what I mean? Don't sit down and binge watch something. You know what I mean? You want to watch it? Fine. Great. Spread it out. Do what you need to do, but don't like (laughs) make it. So it's like a real strategic plan thing. Don't waste your day on Facebook. You know, I spend a decent amount on Facebook. You know what I mean? Because I have to do it for business. That being said, don't waste your day on it. Does that make sense? And you're strategically doing it, not, 
not just uh, you know, even strategic rest. You know, you want to rest. Good. That's good for you. A lot of a lot of people are like, you know, grind harder, work harder, things like that. You don't always want to do that. You want to rest, too, but strategically do it. Don't just sit there and get lazy. Because that's what causes that's what causes problems, right? Is if when you're not strategically doing whatever you need to be doing, that's when you have problems. When you're not intentional about what you're doing, then you have issues. Well, I think this is a really good time for us to kind of segue into our do zone diagnostic. So since you didn't die, we're gonna go ahead and just like crack your skull open. All right. Congratulations. Good. You survived. <laughs> now we're going to operate and do brain surgery. All right. Let's hear uh, it. So uh, just rapid fire. First thing that comes to mind, uh, number one, Jory, what's one thing you do that keeps you focused on your goals? What's one thing I do that keeps me focused on my goals? Um, well, I will tell you that G code app helps a lot. I will tell you recently it's it, it code, by the way, is a, uh, an app developed by Ryan Stuman, who runs a group called apex for those of you that aren't familiar. And it's a, it's an accountability act that it's an accountability app that helps you track what you're doing every day and gratitude. Yeah. The other thing is also I've, I've realized um, I've started putting stuff into uh, like I said, into task lists and, and, and Trello boards and my, uh, you know, my calendar. And what I've realized is that if I go through it every day and I plan out the things that I can delegate, the things that I can get done that I need to get done myself um, and the things that are actually really going to forward myself. Um, but I plan if the first 15 minutes of every day and that helps me a lot on focusing on what I need to do. But um, I will tell you, I also have a group um, that I, that I started with, uh, um, with Greg Michaelman and, and, uh, uh, and, and Peter or Pedro Meneses and Kayla and, uh, and now Drew uh, Howergan's in it too. And we're basically, we meet every week and we talk about the things that we're doing and not just like goals. We were, we were actually doing kind of like a, Oh, what's your goal? What's your goal? What's your weekly goal, weekly goal, right? That type of thing. And we're actually looking at it from a completely different perspective. Now, now it's a, what is your big goals? Who are the big fish that you're going after? Right. Who are the people that you're trying to, what, what are you really trying to do? You know, not just what are you trying to keep yourself busy with? And, um, and it's really helped us, um, look towards the big goals and not just the little stuff that's on a day-to-day on your plate. Yeah. Just like what we talked about at the beginning, important versus urgent, right? That's right. And, and how do you get back on track, Jory, when you inevitably lose that focus? Well, like I said, Greg Michaelman came back, gave me that urgency, you know, thinking about what do you really want to do? with your life, you know, do you just want to have, you know, this, this, you know, this business stagnant, you know, do you want to just be plateaued? Um, or do you want to make something bigger? And for me, I really want to make an impact in this life, um, an impact on, you know, in the business world in, uh, you know, I'd like to be able to do, uh, you know, uh, good deeds for other people that cost money. You know what I mean? You know, there's a lot of stuff that you could do that, that, you know, is expensive. You know, I live on a pretty, you know, modest budget. I'm not, you know, I don't really, 
really buy big, massive, cool things and stuff like that very often. I just kind of, you know, I have a small house, you know, I don't really worry about that stuff, but I want to make a big impact. And uh, so I know that, that my next step is, is the big stuff. I need to focus on that stuff. And if I can focus on the big stuff um, uh, first, then a lot of that little stuff kind of falls into line. And so it was really came down to that urgency when he really put that urgency back in me of like, Hey, you only, your clock's ticking. And that's what my tagline is also going to be at the bottom of my post for now on your clock is ticking mm. because quite frankly, it is every single day. And that's, what's going to remind me too, uh, is your clock is ticking. And if you don't, if you don't, if you're not doing it now, um, and you're procrastinating, then you're, you're waiting on big things of your, that, that you could be accomplishing. You know what I mean? You could be accomplishing right this second. That's a, that's a great tagline for the do zone, by the way. So we might have to work out a deal. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, yeah, I, yeah. I hashtag, hashtag trademark. You know. Yeah. Patent <laughs> trademark. <laughs> yeah. So, right. <laughs> so you've already kind of touched on this a little bit, Jory, but who is your support group and how do they keep you accountable? Okay. So you, um, I will tell you, so first of all, um, just apex in general has been amazing. I've, I've, I've really haven't had much of a, um, support group except for my, my employees. I will tell you, I've got some great employees and stuff like that too. So it's been, that's been amazing, but I've never really had like a mentor to like look up to or anything like that. Um, and now recently I do, uh, and apex really helps with that. It's been, uh, it's been, God, things have changed so much since being in apex, which has been amazing. Um, but I also have a group now. I like small accountability groups because they, they heard me say it. Right. And so now they hold me accountable to it. You know, it's a little different when, you know, oh, I made a post, but yeah, you see 300 posts. You know what I mean? I'm not going to hold that person accountable. Right. But they will hold you accountable if it's in a six person group. I can't stress enough, and I say this as many times as possible in any situation, the real key to your success is you got to get yourself into the right room. That's right. Uh, I've seen very few people go out there as a lone wolf and create massive success by themselves with no help, especially accountability and modeling. Yeah, Modeling comes from you know, all of the things that I've learned about business I didn't just figure out through hard work. I saw somebody else do it. That's right. And I said, you know what? That guy's got it figured out. I'm just going to copy that. And then here's I'll the thing. My own spin on it. That's right. Everything. Here's the, here's the other thing. You think about it from this perspective, following a recipe is like the easiest way to become successful. You look at it from this perspective. Look at, look at a, uh, look at a, a cupcake, right? Who's the first person to make a cupcake? It probably took thousands of years to make the first <laughs> cupcake because you had to figure out the, the primordial and the bread cupcake. and the, yeah, exactly. The frosting and the oh, there's so cake. much stuff. Yeah. There's so much stuff you had to do to get the first cupcake, but guess what? How long it took to make the second cupcake? 30 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Less time. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 30 I, minutes to make I the second one. I can tell you, I've impressed so many girls in my life. They're like, oh my God, <laughs> you can cook. Oh, that's so cute. You're like, oh, I just. Recipe. Actually, I can just <laughs> read. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. All I, did was I just learned that when I was Instagram like, and you know whatever yeah. it is. Oh, this Pinterest. one looks cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's tell right. me, speaking of, uh, how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? How do I approach a difficult project? 
this is probably not the right answer for the audience. I'm just throwing this There's out there. No right or wrong answers. I, I, to be honest with you, I leap. I just, I just go for it. If I know that it's the right thing and I don't know exactly how to accomplish it, I just go for it. If I have like about, I'd say maybe 60, 70% of it planned out, I, I just jump because that's, that's at the end of the day, that's what most of entrepreneurship is anyway, is you take a, it's like jumping off a cliff and building a plan on the way down. So the thing is, is for me, it's just taking action in general. Mm-hmm. I take it and then I learn along the way. Oh yeah, I need this. Okay. Now let's, let's fix that with, with either a, I can hire somebody to help take care of that. B, I can do it myself. I can learn it, right? So those are the options, right? You either learn it or you hire it out or you can, you know, uh, or it takes care of itself, I guess. But other than that, that's pretty much the only thing you could really do, right? So um, I will tell you, I've learned a lot about recently about how a lot of times hiring somebody who's better at it than you is better than doing it yourself. And one of the biggest reasons why is because it really comes packs and compresses the time to learn that thing, right? They spent 10,000 hours to become an expert on that. So it's better to pay that person to get that done than to do it yourself because it takes you 10,000 hours to do that. What's worth more, you know, $5,000 or 10,000 hours. Yeah. Right. So you can actually compress that time of being successful by just hiring the right people to do the right job. And if you can outsource it to somebody who knows how, what they're doing. Yep. There's a great book called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. It talks about that exact topic. Uh, And it also falls in line with some of the things you were saying earlier. Well, it's not a good use of my time to learn this. Uh, As you were saying, hey, I just take the leap. Uh, I I very often, if I'm talking to an entrepreneur or somebody, uh, you know, and they're like, well, I just don't know if I know enough. I think I need to do some more research. I think I need to really think about this and study. And, and my response back is always, well, how many, how many books did you read and how many podcasts did you listen to and how many people did you get references from about uh, when you were eight years old and you wanted to learn how to ride a bike? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Probably the most likely thing that you did is you got up on the bike and maybe your mom or dad kind of like held the back seat for you for a couple of laps. And then you're like, okay, let go. And then you fell and you scraped your knees and then you figure the rest of it out. That's right. And I can't tell you how many knees I've scraped in business. So many knees. You know what I mean? That's, that's, I mean, that's what, it, that's why I say you jump. Guess what? You have a, you have a, you have a percentage of failure, but guess what? What did you, you either, you either win or you learn, right? So when you fail, you just, okay, I learned a new lesson. That's what it costed to learn that lesson, right? <laughs> I had, I learned, I learned a $5,000 lesson. Sweet. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, but it, although it kind of sometimes, you know, like people think it sucks. Wow. You lost a lot of money here. That's really, no, it's not. I learned something new. You know what I mean? Let's Very move on to the next thing. Lesson. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're saying, of, you know really yeah, wasn't I, that expensive. I didn't, I didn't run, fail that I, class. Yeah. Yeah. If, it, if, if you, if it propelled you to something is way bigger then it really wasn't that expensive at the end of the day, you know, it's, it, it feels that way in the, in the moment, but like go back to the, the old stuff. What's what the biggest problems we were just talking about earlier, you know, are not that big. They're not that big of a problem. You know what I mean? Just relax. Okay. Go do it again. You know what I mean? And figure it out this time, you know? Um, and that's, that to me is, is, 
probably the most important thing you can do is just relax, just relax. You're living, you're breathing and just keep moving forward. So many amazing nuggets of wisdom in this. I do have one more question of the diagnostic here. What is the number one pro tip that you would give to somebody looking to get more stuff done in less time? More stuff done in less time. You know, I will tell you on this, it really depends on the, uh, the person and where they're at and what they're doing. Because um, there's some people that are completely full on their schedule, right? So first thing is fill your schedule. If you don't fill your schedule and you're not filling it with productive stuff, then, then you're automatically losing there, right? So that's, that's number one. Now, once you've gotten to the point where you filled your schedule, now you have to realize there's one thing's more important than the other. So now you have to realize now I have to take something and delegate, right? I have to start delegating stuff because I don't have enough time to take care of absolutely everything, right? So then it becomes, so fill your schedule. If you can't, if it's already full, then start delegating, start hiring, um, start, uh, I mean, I would say, and then, and then just organization and planning. If you can plan out for the first 15 minutes of your day to make sure, hey, I need to get this done, this done, this done, this done, this done, and you plan it out right, then, you know, like, for example, if you're going to go out to, to, you know, 30 minutes north of town, and then you're going to go 30 minutes south of town, but then you have something else that you have to do that's now 30 minutes north of town, right? You just wasted hours going back and forth instead of just sitting there and planning for 15 minutes to figure out, okay, what's the most efficient way for me to get all these things done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for that. Jory, tell me, I know that you're doing a lot of things. Um, what's got you excited right now? What's got you passionate? Tell us, tell us a little bit about that next thing. When, when Greg asked you, what's that big picture? What do you see? What do you vision? So there's a couple things. Number one, <clears throat> just the solar company. I, we're doing our own installs um, here soon. I'm really, really excited about it. Um, I'm really excited about this. Uh, this new thing I'm doing with Drew. Um, Horgan, we're doing uh, solar tax uh, consultants, basically, where we're helping people get a lot more than what they were getting before for their solar system, um, uh, which has been absolutely amazing. And and uh, um, and I'm working with other um, other people that are doing solar as well. So it's been uh, it's it's basically helping them get so much more for their their um, for their clients, and then it also ends up helping them as well because they end up getting more you know, more deals that they can run through and then they help more people. And it's just a massive win-win situation. Um, so, so those two things are, are the ones that I'm really focused on right now. Um, I will tell you, I also have, I have the pawn shop as well. Um, so I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on helping them, uh, really stabilize so that once we, we truly feel stable, um, that we can actually move that next level too. Cause I always feel like building on top of a foundation that's of sand is really hard to, to do, but we're actually almost there. So I'm, I'm really proud of, of the guys I have. And so I've been really uh, excited and I'm like, I can't tell you how excited about, I am about the, um, about the guy, new guy I just hired, um, he's my executive director for solar and, um, and then I've got a great team, um, I just got to do a little bit of work with some of my sales guys, but um, they've got the right attitude too. So, I mean, I'm, 
I'm just, honestly, I'm really excited, <laughs> really yeah. excited for everything in the next step. So I can tell. And uh, the name of your company is Reno Solar. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And do and you only work in Reno or do you work elsewhere? Right now we do, we're going to do a little bit in California as well. Um, but I will tell you, eventually we are going to branch out. So it's not going to just be Reno Solar. It's going to be another company, you know, another name uh, as well. But uh, right now we're really focused in Reno. So nice. Okay. Awesome. So if you are in California or, or Reno, Nevada, uh, then definitely reach out to Jory about your, your solar options on that. And, and where can somebody go to learn more about you or Reno solar or to just connect with you? You know, uh, reach out to me on Facebook. Um, you know, I've got Facebook messenger, send me a, a DM, uh, Jory Dane Mac. um, J-O-R-Y-D-A-I-N-E-M-A-C-K. And then, uh, yeah, I, to be honest with you, I love answering questions and helping people out. So um, anytime I get a chance to do that, um, it, you know, I, I do. So reach out to me. I have no problem. Um, I, I, I love to, to help coach. I just recently got into coaching with a couple other people and, um, and it's, been awesome. Um, it's been working for them and I'm excited about it. So everybody's there. It's a win-win situation. So somebody wants coaching, you know, you see if it, see if it fits. Um, I'm very busy, so (laughs) I don't, I don't necessarily need to, but it is, it is something that I'm passionate about and I love doing. And is there a website that we can direct one, anyone to? Uh, I mean, for solar, it'd be renosolar.org, um, or reno.solar. Um, but yeah, um, other than that, just, just reach out to me. Reno.solar. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Great. Jory, really appreciate you being on here and sharing all of your plethora of wisdom. And, uh, we're glad you pulled through, uh, COVID you, you beat COVID and, uh, and That's right. came out with a, an extremely valuable lesson that I think all of us could stand to learn a little bit more, you know, your yeah. problems probably aren't that big of a deal. And every single day you need to learn that it's not something even since then I've, I've, you know, you fall back into the daily day-to-day stuff, but I'll tell you every single day, put it on your mirror. Mm. You know, your problems aren't that bad because <laughs> they aren't. And then just like a picture of Jory right next to yeah, you. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Look, you could be that's this right. guy. <laughs> and snap and send me a picture of that when you do. Cause that yeah, just right? makes me laugh. Hashtag, <laughs> Hashtag. Mac life. That's right. Cool. Your problems aren't that bad. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Jory Dane Mack, thank you again yeah. for joining us and sharing some wisdom. Uh, you can connect with Jory if you're interested. You can go to reno.solar or you can find him on Facebook at Jory Dane Mack, J-O-R-Y-D-A-I-N-E-M-A-C-K. If you're a busy entrepreneur looking to get to the next level, head over to thedozone.com for more productivity tips, tools, and strategies. You can also join our Facebook group at the same name. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go.
Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go do something already. See you next time.